Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds episode 404. 404, a numerical palindrome. <laughs> wow! Did you, did you just did you have that on the drive over? Nope, I just you looked just at it right <laughs> now. I'm like, this is I'm gonna start with this. I'm gonna open numer- with a palindrome joke. <laughs> Numerical palindrome, guys. So nerd words and math yes. together. We're really getting really really launching hard. It's also ironically uh, the code for system failure. Wow, that's that. true too. For error code four hundred four. So this is our system failure episode, guys. Yes. This is the enjoy. error. This is an error message. En- <laughs> enjoy it while you can. Enjoy everything's gonna crash. Uh, we have a lot of movies to talk about today. We're gonna be talking about Hostels, Molly's Game, Little More, Get Out, Phantom Thread, and uh, some great trailers that we're gonna be discussing. Oh my god! And horror movies. And uh, and horror movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're, oh, this, the trailers are fan. There's one movie I'm. Very excited. The to Hurricane talk about. Heist is maybe well, we'll talk about it, but that's yes. maybe the best title of a movie I've ever heard of <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah, somebody went pretty much. It. That's exactly. Yeah. Someone just took two great words and put them and together. just put them together. Yeah. That's what they did. They yep. just there's a marketing computer that got a raise. Yeah. <laughs> just like Mountain Cannibal. You right. know what I mean? Just yeah. two words. <laughs> just, just like. Yeah. You know what? This episode is a first for us too. Yeah. Because you're hearing our guest, but guess what? She's not in studio. She is I'm not. Skyping. She's Skyping in. From? I'm Skyping in because I'm a flaky fucking bitch, and I, I totally, <laughs> you know, and, and the, your producer was like, I think you're here tomorrow. I was like, what? And I, I barely made it to Sam Tripoli's uh, podcast. And and it was just like, uh, you know, my brain was like, yeah, yeah, make sure you check on that. And then I got home. I was like, wait, I don't know where the fuck I put. I don't know how we communicated. Well, There's way too many ways to communicate. This I that I totally understand. Like, because someone's like, they'll email you on Twitter or Instagram uh, or Facebook. Like, which worm was it? The thing that was so funny though is when you said that via text. <laughs> I didn't want to be a dick, but I wanted to just go scroll up because all the all the info was in the text message. I know, and I like. <laughs> This is like the fourth or fifth time where I've missed something in the past two months. It's been like, I literally want to take my own hands and choke myself. <laughs> how, does, how does that? How does that I don't know if it could work, you know, because the survival, the will to live is there. But also, you know, the you got to just try harder. I know. Yes. I think you need yeah. the, the will to kill yourself should yeah. outweigh the will to survive. You know, you know, sometimes the hands, you know, they have a will of their own. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, well, anyway. right about that. Uh, anyway, let's introduce our Skype yeah, guest. <laughs> Jessamy Peluso, ladies and gentlemen, who is a funny comic that uh, has done a million different things. We worked, we did a show last year at the lab, I think. Yes. And it was like, I think was it the one with the, the, it was like one of those themed shows, wasn't it? Like we had to talk about like something that happened to us. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. me too. I don't know what was it. <laughs> <laughs> we told about the time Louis C.K. jerked off in front of us. What yeah. was it? Yeah, I think that was it. And we were like, this is awesome. And, there was uh, only one show dedicated to that? <laughs> <laughs> we did it before it came out. So we were like, yay, no one knows yeah. this, but we do. We were ahead of the trend. It was really mm. cool. And we're like, time is up. Did you bring like a potted plant as a prop? <laughs> <Time is up. laughs> 
Oh, I snorted. It's so early into the podcast. I already snorted. <laughs> Our first snort of the error code message palindrome. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys came in thick with the nerdum, the mathematical oh. palindrome. Very impressive. Um, so, anybody, if you guys are listening, if we go to the YouTube channel, you'll see this, this crazy setup of the two of us at the ATC and her in an undisclosed uh, bunker location. You can't know where I am. <laughs> There's a lot of weed here. There's so much weed here, and you can't know where I am. You know, it's it's legal in California, right? Oh, shit. The coolness <laughs> factor is out the window. <laughs> and I was like, dude, hush, I got weed. Yeah, yeah it's legal. Yeah, you get a card yeah, with you, your picture you on it. Outside. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just get a vape pen. You can bring it inside. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Eat a cookie. Um, yeah. So let's... Uh, uh, let's get into this. We got a lot let's of movies talk to talk about. about. Uh, we're going to talk about Hostels. Now, I saw this movie, okay. and this was I, I was really excited to see this movie because I thought, um, you know, this is the movie that they really positioned to be an Oscar movie. They released it like in limited release in December. It's going. It went wide now in January, and they're like, "Oh, Christian Bale is going to be a spoiler for Best Actor. It's going to be a spoiler for Best Picture." Like it was really being positioned that way, and I saw the film. And uh, some interesting trivia. It was actually shot in chronological order, which was uh, really is is not easy for a western no. at all. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is that the uh, widow of the screenwriter, David Stewart, found the hostel script when moving house. He he had actually died in 1999 and had not shopped the manuscript to any of the studios. So she shopped it and got it to Scott Cooper, who shepherded that's it a bad through the bitch. screen. Yeah, yeah, that's, you should, <laughs> fuck. What do you got hidden? What scripts do you yeah. have at your place? Don't you worry. I yeah. got a couple here waiting for a couple motherfuckers to kick the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they <laughs> can die, start shopping. to kick the bucket. <laughs> when Quentin Tarantino I got the script to Pulp Fiction too, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> she's got Godfather 4. It's going to be amazing. She's got, she's got. Wow. I have Rocky 17. Nice. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah he Adrian come... comes back from the dead and fists all the boxers. I don't know what happens. <laughs> so, I always like, go straight. Like a for zombie fist, Adrian, so yeah, zombie Adrian. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> um, and he's an AI anyway. Yeah. So this that's movie that's really cool. She handed it in. Yeah, 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 and it got made. So, so this movie was an interesting movie. It's like. Uh, I hate to sound like a, a development executive asshole, but uh, this movie had second act problems. <laughs> uh, it was one of those weird movies where where everything is front-loaded. Like, at the beginning, you see scenes of really heavy acting and real brutality. Like, so you're like, oh, my God, I am in for a ride right. in this movie. And uh, like the first, every, all the setup was like you're just riveted to the screen. Like Christian Bale is an amazing performance. Rosamund Pike is amazing, and it's just you know. Well, how's the beginning, West Duty? Uh, West Duty's good, but not a big focus of the film. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else isn't in the movie that much? Ben Foster is in about two to three scenes. So just that scene. I love him. Yeah, he's great. And he's the so trailer great. makes you think, well, he's he's like Christian Bale's buddy or something. And then something happens and then he gets tied to a tree or, or whatever. But <laughs> Wait a minute. That a, sounds like the weirdest yeah. road movie yeah. ever. <laughs> you can't just like brush over somebody being tied to a tree. Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a twist in the plot. It, it was, it, and which weir what's weird was like it was a twist in the plot. Like in the middle of like the story of, um, you know, this uh, um, military guy is about to retire. You know, he's a soldier. And that's he, Christian Bale's that's character. That's Christian Bale's character. Okay. And he has to escort 
um, uh, West Duty's character to his his home reservation, not not a reservation, but his like his quote land where he was born to bury him because he's dying, and then he doesn't want to. Christian Bale doesn't want to do it. And then you're like, okay, that's the story. And then halfway through the movie, I'm like, hey, isn't Ben Foster supposed to be in this movie? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he shows uh, up tied to a tree. And he literally, <laughs> he, he literally shows up as like a like a, a secondary character. We're like, oh yeah, on your way, can you transport this prisoner? And I'm like, so you, so Ben Foster just shows up, and then they're they're chaining him to a tree for like literally like three scenes that Ben Foster is in, and then that's that's it. But here he was here, only available for those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, re- <laughs> it really felt like he was a more ex- he really felt like he was the more expensive actor where you could only get him for three days. But uh, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Like legit, I guarantee you, the scheduling issue. And he was like, "Look, guys, you know, I'm in between." You know, yeah. shoots here. I've got a three-day break, and they're I, like, "Great, tie his ass to a tree. We'll yeah. figure it out yeah. after." Post. I've got Alpha Dog Two coming up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what Ben Foster's doing right now. Yeah, the sequel to Alpha Dog. <laughs> got it. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Alpha Dog Two reshoots. I mean, it's yeah, really it's, it's really tough. Yeah, it uh, sounds like you know, like a girl who puts on a lot of makeup to cover up flaws, and then you take off the makeup when you get home, and you're like, "Oh, damn." There's yeah. a lot going on wow. there. You yeah. look like you Ben fr- Foster. You front-loaded your face. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you look like Ben Foster tied to a tree. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Is that by Maybelline? <laughs> Maybe she's born with it. Yeah. Maybe it's a scheduling issue. <laughs> Maybe she's tied to a tree. Yeah. <laughs> so. So Christian Bale and Ben Foster were in another Western. They were in 310 to Yuma a That's couple a years film. ago, which is an amazing film. So this movie- um, $39 like million the, dollar budget, I'll say. $39 million budget. And it was um, it was independent, too. Like there, It, it uh, went into production without a distributor. So there was a financier that uh, financed the movie for $40 million with no Sheepers. distributor. Yeah, so- did the, did the ex, did the wife of the writer just like I found a bag of diamonds too? Now yeah. I'm gonna finance the <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> That'd be great if that was uh, that was part of the movie's backstory. It's like, yeah, here's a script and a bag of diamonds. Somebody make this movie. <laughs> Scott Cooper, you're up. Uh, so did so, you not like it? You so, sound like you you didn't really like it. I did like it. The problem was in the middle of the movie. Like uh, like it was a good movie, but uh, the problem was. It sets up so beautifully. It's such a great setup because it sets up the animosity and the racism between the white man and the Indians. But it shows you why. Like Rosamund Pike sees her family get slaughtered in front of her by Indians. If that happens to you, you may not like Indians after yeah. that. So yeah, they're not yeah. going to be the greatest. Yeah. You're not inviting so, them for Thanksgiving. So uh, and then you know Christian Bale's job as a soldier was to slaughter as many Indians as he as he, as he Which, could. Which I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe Native Americans might have an issue with that. That yeah. might that might yeah. be their side of it. Like, and then hey. and then and then they, they everyone's hanging on to a lot of pay, pain in the past. Yeah. We should and, let and, go, man. And and they make it a point to say that the you know that uh, uh, Christian Bale the the uh, West Duty his his character that they're escorting him and his family like that he was basically a butcher and a slaughterer of people too. He mm-hmm. killed men, women, and children. So what I liked about it is it showed everyone as being horrifyingly, you know, have done horrifying things, but also redemptive where like every character showed kindness in some scenes and every character had like, you know, this horrific past and mm-hmm. did different mm-hmm. things. But um, you know where the movie is going. You know where the movie. It's like at some point they're going to reach an understanding that you know we're we're all kind of we've right. have we've have these all these things in our past. 
we've dealt with them and now it's time to kind of come together and heal these um racial wounds that have been tearing the country apart so, Has that ever happened yet? <laughs> We're still waiting for that shit to happen. Yeah. That sounds great. Uh, what's ironic <laughs> is that... Um, I think we you fixed them, right? Everything's so, good? We yeah, fixed it's them. totally yeah. fine. So, so the first part of the movie, it, the first act, is pretty much setting up all this, these characters and the horrific things that they've done and how much they hate each other. The last part of the movie is that, um, that kind of, you know, which you're expecting. This isn't a spoiler. You know, that kind of understanding and coming together. But the middle part of the movie... You never see how or why, and that's the problem with the movie. Like, yeah, I mean, like, you can't just come to an understanding without right. some sort of like huge a- actual, moment, right? Actual understanding, and that's what the movie was missing. Were those moments mm. in the middle where they actually could figure things out and come together? And uh, so then, what they were just fine one day. They were like, "Hey, you keep your teepee. I'll yeah, keep my yeah. little <laughs> that, that's knuckles, bro." And then yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. Did they pound like, it out? Yeah, let's uh, let's forget everything, and yeah, we'll just finish our journey. Yeah, and that's uh, so. So wow. that was that was where the movie kind of fell flat was in the middle, but it was it was such an amazing setup, and it was uh, you know it did come together at the it end. Looked, visually, it was v- visually it looked great, and I'll tell you, give actors also a lot of credit for being in a western because for the whole shoot, you pretty much say, all right, you're gonna be uh, either wet cold Whoa. or covered in dirt you know because they're always outside crossing a stream or uh you know covered in dirt. and ben and, foster's yeah. agent went nope <laughs> yep yep and then uh or or tied to a tree or yeah, or, or like, both three days you guys, guys yeah, just yeah. described yeah. my first sexual experience I want you to <laughs> <laughs> tied to so, a tree and soaking wet is yeah, that all through a stream and then end up getting tied to the tree anyways <laughs> I still feel so, dirty, no yeah. matter what. <laughs> so, so it was it was really um, it was a good film. It just had some problems in the middle of it, but it was it was all great performances. I think Rosamund Pike. But like I said, a lot of the great performances and moments are in the beginning of the uh, film. Right. So you don't really get them all the way through. Uh, but, uh, but like the stuff in the beginning is just heart wrenching. It's right. it's so brutal and it's so emotional and it's interesting that they when when i read the trivia that they were shot in chronological order like i feel like what did everyone get tired where where everything's at the beginning yeah. that's when the second act yeah, broke yeah, down yeah, and yeah, i was like look yeah, i yeah, can't like, yeah, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm I, I gave i you gave got, you, you yeah i gave you everything in the uh in the first 17 minutes this is this is all i have left but but it's a good movie <laughs> it right. is it just it, it had some uh some but it issues. makes sense to you why it didn't really get any oscar push like or why it didn't get any oscar traction yes and no because uh it should have been replacing another film that's on the uh, what oscar film? List okay that we'll be talking about later oh shots fired <laughs> all right i know what he's talking about because we've already we've already asked why uh hint hint phantom thread is nominated for anything but i'm not gonna oh. yeah i don't we'll, want we'll, to tip my hat too yeah, much yeah we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into know. that for sure <laughs> all right um, um so uh, well, Jessica May, all right, so you saw, um, since we're, all, all these movies we're talking about have some type of Oscar implications yes. or whatever, so you saw Get Out. Oh, it sounds nefarious. <laughs> Oscar it implications. Does. Yeah. Have you ever been a part of the Communist Party? No. Um, <laughs> what, so you saw Get Out, um, which has gotten received some nominations. What did you think of it in terms of just a movie and then, and then the social relevance of it? Um, I loved that it kind of was in its own little niche. I feel like he did a really great job of creating his own little lane in this like thriller genre. 
that hasn't really uh, been done yet. And I've talked about it before, but the timing of this movie couldn't have been any better. Like, I don't know if that was planned. You know, he could have been sitting on it and just like, wait. It's like getting into a double dutch. You're like, hold on, wait for the <laughs> yeah. ropes to come around. Now we'll get in. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, Get Out, um, the timing helped Get Out, did not help Detroit. Right. right. Which is interesting. <laughs> right, exactly. The Detroit movie didn't get anything. The which, city? No. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just really, and you know, you can't go wrong with Catherine Keener. I just, I just love her so much. No, she was great. Is that how you say her last name? Is it Keener? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I love her acting, and um, I thought it was really well done. And like, I, I like movies when you can't. So many uh, movies now they give everything away in the trailer. You know, there's yeah. they re, they just they just it, they, they regurgitate the whole plot, and then you kind of know what's going on. Like, I, I love that this movie. Even when you were watching it, you were like, are are they going to turn into zombies, or <laughs> am I going to feel terrible about? all of history okay (laughs) it's both yeah it it just it really it surprised me it's very rare that a movie goes oh oh damn okay you got your own lane in the grocery store good for you girl right that's the thing i loved about it too is it just it just said we're not going to be this specific we're going to just do this our way our i want to make a thriller movie like this that has all this social commentary and but it was a good movie first. It's a good movie. That's the thing. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You have to have a good movie. You have to have a solid script. You have to have. And the other thing, to my knowledge, I don't think he had done much feature directing. He, you know, no. Yeah. He oh, came this from, was a debut. Yeah. He came from the this sketch world. And from to come from the sketch world. Well, no. I just even not coming from sketch world. Debut feature Oscar nom. I mean, that's wild. Know, that's, Where do you that's, go from there? Yeah. Though? Yeah. Oh, that's, is that you know what you were? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because. Usually, like in a career, you build up to that, and then when it's your feature, I—I I mean, mentally, I don't know how you juggle that to your next project because if it's not, if, if it doesn't get nominated, do you? Are you just like, I'm quitting? That's, that's <laughs> fucking it. I, I peaked at my top, and then I'm just gonna plummet to the bottom. It's now. just I, like I don't know. Fucking ladybird, rich suburban yeah. white girls. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm out. Like, um, uh, <laughs> no, that's interesting, and I, I think, well, that that is a great question. My my, I guess this is just my hope. I have no information to back this up, but I'm hoping that he then, because he's proved like if this is his first time out, just carving his own lane, creating this kind of his own version, his own genre, almost. I hope he makes another horror movie. Yeah. yeah, or just or he could go into each other genre and just find a lane. I you know he's if if he treats movie making the way he treated his sketch show where they just found what was going on and created their own little space. If he does that with his movie making, I think he'll have a long, long career. I think he'll have a long career regardless, but he's got a perspective that is so unique and specific that it would be interesting to see that sort of process done along the movie making. Um, Uh, Yeah, I agree with you, Jesse. I think that because he's already, even though if he hasn't done a, he hasn't directed a feature drama, so what? He's already proven, like you say, he could do his version of a drama or his version right. yep. of an mm-hmm. action movie that would be like, I'm... And now he's going to be able to. I, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to get yeah. the budgets for sure. Yeah. He's going to get money, honey. He's going to be like, hey, can I... Yep, here's 40 mil. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> good yep. go. go tie Ben Foster to a tree and come back when you're done. Yes. Like, do whatever yeah. you want. Go redo fried green tomatoes. Have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See you at the Oscars. Fall in love with a fish man. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Do whatever you want. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, I, I, I love hearing everybody's um, 
I especially love we've had numerous comedians on the show talk about Get Out. It's great to hear because we all sort of, you know, their their sketch show. We've all watched it, and and you know what they were doing on that sketch show was so was, to me, sketch comedy can get really old and played out really quickly. Yeah, and, I don't know what show you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like his show, Kenyon, like he, what he did with that show, I was like, oh wow, this is really he's covering. The, the way the two of them covered so much unique ground to then see him jump like this is, is awesome. So right. it is awesome. And, and I love when a movie finds music or aligns themselves with musicians that really like the soundtrack is so huge, especially in a thriller soundtrack is like a, you know, a third or fourth or fifth actor. And I love that he found some songs and music that really just fit perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. That's again. And that just shows like what a good director does. They put, they, they're seeing the whole piece and and every little aspect of it has their hand in it for the right reasons. The music, yeah. the way had the how we cast it. You right. know, Catherine Keener, like that's that that's all part of like showing that he is a really amazing director. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Can't Tarantino wait to see his style. Next one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's talk about I saw Molly's um, game. I saw Molly's game. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see that so bad. It's 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 worth seeing. It is worth seeing because I was interested in it because I always love true stories mm -hmm. and it's based on a book uh, Molly Bloom uh, and she actually said to Aaron Sorkin that I want Jessica Chastain to play her. So she she requests her Jessica Chastain is she's a really fantastic actress. Mm -hmm. um, mm, busy doing hunt the uh, what is it the Huntsman 4. Oh yeah. boy! Oh jeez! Yeah. Well. Oh whoa. Maybe we should talk to her manager about yeah, some of those choices. But yeah. she's done like, hey, you know, actual I'm movies. I'm playing the Chuckle Hut in some shit town soon, so you know you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> no, I hear I'm that. I'm in Wichita, so let everybody <laughs> calm down. Yeah, we can't judge her. There's a strip mall yeah. where no. that has a club that we will be yeah. eating horribly fried food in a green room. <laughs> Jet lagged from two flights mm -hmm. going, well, let's hope the check clears. Mm. So for you, it's probably like, oh, mozzarella sticks. The only thing that doesn't have meat. Oh, God. You know how many times I've had to eat the fucking nachos at a comedy yeah. club? Oh, son of a bitch. And that's your dinner. That's and your you're just dinner. shoving olives in your face. Like, hopefully there's oh. some vitamins and minerals. Oh, my God. I've done that where I'm just like and then I'm like, I go to the bar. And I'm like, well, I'll have olives because they're if they have celery for the. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, salad. Now I'm getting. <laughs> 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 Celery's like, that's fancy. That's a fancy bar. I play fancy. Yeah. I play fancy shithole comedy clubs. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, so Molly's game, um, yeah, it's really, there aren't any, you know, it's a, it's a solid movie. There wasn't, it, it's a little long, but that's a, I feel like I'm nitpicking when I say that because mm -hmm. I was pretty engaged watching the entire film. Well, it's Aaron Sorkin's directorial debut. And, That's know, wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Isn't that crazy? I would think, yeah. I thought, I would assume he's done something before. I don't know why. But it really, and he wasn't. Did you hear his name so much? You're like, oh, he's done a, he's probably directed exactly. a million things right. already. But the good thing was, it, it wasn't like Aaron, to Aaron Sorkin y. You know, he right. wasn't just like, mm -hmm. all right, everybody sorkin it up. You, Sorkin, Sorkin. You know, just. Yeah. So it was, talk, talk faster and say more words. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin y? I can't yeah. even say it. <laughs> I'm gonna accuse somebody of that next time. I'm in the grocery store. You've been really Aaron Sorkin-y right now. Back up. Stop walking and talking about important political stuff. Just yes. slow Please. it down. Just we're in the produce department. Yeah. Calm down. One sentence at a time. Yeah. Let's do. It. <laughs> um, we don't need that much information in such a short amount of time. So seriously. <laughs> um, and this is the so and one of the characters in it is is Player X, which was played by Michael uh, Senna or whatever. Um, 
the uh, and uh, Tib- uh, it says based on Tobey Maguire. That's the thing. It was yeah. interesting. So so there's a lot of, and that's the big crux of the movie is she's like, I'm not giving up the names. I'm not giving up the names. And mm-hmm. so they do that thing of they sort of they jump back and forth in the timeline, you know, like which this, can be tricky. That can be tricky in a film. If it's not executed correctly, you can be have an audience like what or why did you go back? This is dumb. Yeah. She, she actually, I, I think, I, and, and you know, they tie it together with 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 Jessica Chastain's voiceover saying. This is what happened here, and this is who this person was, and um, and it was really interesting. And you know, she she was a Molly Bloom was a, a, a an amazing skier, like a downhill skier, was on track to maybe make it to the Olympics, mm-hmm. and had a bad injury. Um, and Kevin Costner does a really good job of playing the sort of coach dad that's just like you're gonna compete, you know, it, no matter what, and um, so, so uh, it's really, it's, it's really good acting. Idris Elba, man, he plays an amazing defense Oof. attorney. He's fantastic. Oof. I mean, he's, he's just, great. he's great. He's a fantastic he actor and, um, everyone in all the casting was really well done. Even the, the, the like lesser known characters and how the card games were done the way they shot it, uh. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's... Apparently, all the extras in the card games were professional poker players. Yeah. That, that was, makes sense. That was obvious. It was obvious, like, I'm not a huge card player, but I've played enough and been around enough that I kind of feel like I understand, like, I was like, oh, that's a real card player. That's a real card. You know, they they were doing real card terms, and people were talking them in real card terms that didn't sound like non-card players trying to sound like, Oh right. wow! You caught that on the river, like clunky Mickey. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like what? Did, you know? Did William H Macy come up to the table and go? Yeah. Cooled it down. <laughs> Was it very Vegasy? Like, is it like? Do they have like Sinatra on the soundtrack? Like, what is it kind of? No, no. It's it's because it's really about these kind of on these big underground. A uh, big shot, you know, twenty thousand dollar buy-in card game. So it starts out in Hollywood. So they did it that, and then she kind of, it was, you know, the first game was in this sort of back room of this seedy bar, and you know, her boss is a dick, and she's like, "Why am I, you know, why don't I just start my own game?" So then her idea is to like rent out a big, glammed out, like five thousand dollar a night penthouse presidential suite type place at some five star hotel, and she's like. Top shelf booze, top shelf food, you know, um, and she goes, I'm hiring all women, hires all these attractive women to be the waitresses and the dealers and all this stuff like that. And, you know, it's all about she didn't do anything illegal because until she took a, the rake, which she took a percentage of the pot. So once you take percentage right. of the pot, then you're doing it that only a casino can legally do that. Right. So, That's so shady. That's some shady shit. Yeah. This well, also sounds like the plot to the house with Will Ferrell and um, Amy Poehler. <laughs> <laughs> That's also based on a true story. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it was really interesting because that was they kind of keep, and that was what was cool about the timeline jumping. In my opinion, was something would happen, and then Idris Elba was her defense attorney, but he was really like. Cut the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You were working with the Russian mob. D- don't give me this fucking, oh, I don't know. Like, you, I want names. They're coming after you for Rico. 
You know, they were trying to make a RICO case, like, oh, like organized crime involvement. And and so she kept having to say, well, I didn't, and I never took a percent. And so it was really, I, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's, it's worth watching. Um, there's great performances in it. Uh, Aaron Sorkin does a great job. Everyone, all the actors are great. It's based on a true story that's just like, it's one of those true stories where you go, it's almost like uh, that movie Blow. I mean, he was doing way more illegal stuff, but you're like, Wow, when you see someone who's this smart and this on the ball, and you're just like, you just want to tap them on the shoulder and go, "Don't open that door. <laughs> that door is going to lead down. You think it's great? It's going to be awful." And and yep. and you're like, it's that thing of Molly Bloom could have been successful at anything legally. She's this that sharp. She's one of those professional athletes are just the most driven people I've they ever are. met in my life. You know, male, female, it doesn't matter. They're just like, goal, go for it, go for it, go for it. And so they could accomplish anything if they wanted to. So that's sort of the, the lesson or whatever. But it's, it's a great film. It looks well. It, it, it's shot well. It's, it's, what's up, Aaron? Since the Russian it mob involved, dope. is is there a John Malkovich bad accent in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the time, chick, chick, yeah, chick. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's. Take it down. Take it all down. He won it. He beat me straight up. <laughs> I splashed the fucking pot all I want. Yeah. Wow, he, impressions. He doesn't, stellar. He doesn't listen to a cookie. Yeah, I yeah. could do rounders quotes all day long. Um, yeah. It's highway so time. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a decent, it's, it's good. It deserves its nominations. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Fair That's enough. good. Yeah. That's good. Were there any black people in it besides Idris Alba? Um, hmm. That's where it breaks down. Uh, so that's, like, <laughs> that's where it's like. You know, you never think about that, but like sometimes, even just like background actors, you're like, that. This feels a little, uh, feels a little whitewashed right well, now. Well, boy, Hollywood. I've talked about that before on this show, but it's a great point to bring up. When there's like an all-white cast, then they will always have black extras to go see. Yeah. And it's like, oh right. Yeah. Oh, we sprinkled them in the background. They're back there. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. see, see. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like no. Come on, it's diverse. It count. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always it's always like the romantic comedy. The only black people you ever see are at the wedding. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they invited token black friends to their wedding and put them in the movie. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, they're like well, the groomsmen or a bridesmaid. They don't say shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me put it this way. The next movie we're going to talk about was set in the 1950s fashion world, so there was nary a black oh. person to be seen. Right. That's the that's the Hollywood like, <laughs> well, we can get away with it if we do yeah, a period piece. Because yeah. <laughs> apparently oh, man, black people so funny. didn't exist <laughs> in the, the 50s. <laughs> Not in London, apparently, <laughs> in the fashion yeah, world. Seriously. <laughs> So I saw the movie Phantom Thread because I really wanted to see. It's gotten these nominations, Best Picture, and I, I had to see, like, well, maybe there's something to it. Here's how I went into it. I went, well, maybe it's one of those movies that the trailer doesn't do it justice, and um, it's the kind of movie that I may not be that interested in. Like, I thought of, like, The King's Speech. Like, when I first heard about the movie, I'm like, ah, I don't know how great this movie's going to be. That doesn't really interest me. A guy just learning how to talk, big deal. <laughs> Uh, and I loved the King's Speech. Right, because it, it was about, it was about yeah. taking over the country during World War II, and there was yeah. all this pop. Yeah. Great movie. Sure. Uh, a guy just learning this... <laughs> how to talk. Yeah. <laughs> a toddler. I mean, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, there should be a 10-minute yes. movie. Just sound it out, and we move on. Phantom Thread, not one of those movies. Oh, oh my God. If You know, if if you like... Watching people try on clothes for close to two hours, you're either a weirdo oh. or you work at the Gap. So. Or, or you're on RuPaul's 
drag, drag race. Drag yeah, race. That's just, yeah, yeah. Or you're on, you know, Project Runway. This, Both those shows involve outfits. This was the most um, boring, inappropriately aged love story I've ever seen in my life. Oh, <laughs> that's so on the movie poster, yes. right? Throbbing yes. and, just, and <laughs> humping each other just over clothes. Like Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> like even in just, his acting, it he he actually acts like he's older. Like he literally, like he just he moves slowly and like mo- mo- like weird, like. Almost decrepitly, like okay, well now you're looking like you're in your sixties, and now you know your uh, your girlfriend is in her twenties. So now it's it's also uh, not only is it creepy, the um, he's completely unlikable in this movie. Whoa, like, he's uh, bashing Daniel Day Lewis. I know. Yeah, Y'all yeah, have completely. A sound alarm. Yeah. I will. I will. I will say. Him. I will say this. He's uh, nothing to do with his acting ability. It's the uh, the character he was playing. Completely unlikable. Completely. Uh, but you know, Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't know how he did it. He made Daniel Day Lewis boring. It was wow. unbelievable. Like like this was like. The height of the scenes was stuff like, uh, you know, the girl is she's buttering her toast too loudly. And like, that's the big <laughs> conflict scene oh, of like, he's like, you're, you're buttering your toast. It's too there's too much movement at breakfast. That's like there's like lines like that in the movie. And you're like, and that, at that point, I was thinking, yes, too much, yeah, there's lines like that. A little in the too movie. much. Movement yeah. I, I, I had a burrito. Sorry, Dad. Yeah. yeah it's just like, so, just like, so at some point, I'm Jesus. thinking, is this. Am I supposed to of... drink my juice with a straw so yeah. I don't pick up the glass? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, come on. There was a lot of movement in the bed last night. I heard yeah. a lot of sounds. Like, like, it really felt like almost like, well, is this some kind of weird satire or parody that's being missed <laughs> and like like are, are we are we parodying you know movies shot in london in the 50s it's um nothing happens through 90 percent of the film it's oh. uh it's, it's a lot of really boring dialogue but even like their first date was so weird like like you see in the trailer they go to like, a toast store like 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 have <laughs> That would be great. I like this toaster. Will you buy it for me? Oh. Uh, like, uh, you know, like, have. will you have dinner with me? And then she goes, yes. Everything is, like, overly dramatized. Oh, but, but then man. the date progresses. Like, he takes her back to, you know, his place. And since he's a dressmaker, he, like, makes her strip down and is like, may I measure you? And I'm like, what oh, kind God. of weird? I'm out the house. Yeah, exactly. House. Yeah, what kind I'm of weird? The, I'm texting my friend. Yeah. Like, this motherfucker wants to measure me, bitch. Pick me yeah. up. Yes. <laughs> It's like it goes well now. Is this some weird Silence of the Lambs date? Like, oh, uh, like yes, it like is. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it it's, is. She's, he, now, okay, he's measuring me to eat me. This is what right. it feels well, like. Well, clearly yeah. that'll be the court. The court. He'll be in like, why did you kill her? The toast was too loud. And yes. I, so I had to wear skin. <laughs> yes. 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 Because the toast was too loud. They didn't answer to Joe Peluso. Yeah. yeah. So the toast was too loud. It, it A little was, loud with the toast. It was honestly one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. It How was, long was it? Because I feel I'm gonna make a guess. It felt. I'm gonna guess this movie was way too long. Way too long, but like it, two hours. But it was the kind of movie that it was so boring and bad that it didn't even matter. If this movie was 45 minutes, it would have been too long. <laughs> it's uh, uh, and was now, it over two hours? Was it like egregiously long? Like that's two and what a it half feels hours? like. It, it was, and it was around two hours. It that's was. It, it wasn't. It, but but it was. <laughs> it was a 15 minute story. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, who directed this movie? This was Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson. Anderson. And this is oh, why it gets nominated. Because it's like, oh, you see Daniel Day-Lewis, you see Paul Thomas Anderson. It doesn't matter what it is. Instant this nomination. is the problem with the Oscars every it year. Took, it took the slot what? Hostel should have had. Right, Hostel. Took, Hostel should yeah. be in there way more than this. And then I read this weird trivia. Like, director Paul Thomas Anderson got the initial idea for the film when he was sick in bed one day. His wife, Maya Rudolph, was tending to him and gave him a look that made him realize she had not looked at him with such tenderness and love in a long time. Okay. You know, Ouch. Ha- how wow. about this? Go to a marriage counselor. Don't make a movie about yeah, it. Yeah, don't waste my yeah, time. Yeah, go to Fiji, motherfucker. Yeah, but because yeah, go now- take your wife to Fiji. Yeah, get yeah. sexy. Go to Fiji. To- because now I, feel like, now I feel like I went to two hours of therapy for you. That's what I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing that, that we talked about this, and I'm glad you saw Hostels too, because it's like the, now there's two movies, I think Wind River and Hostels, way, way more should have gotten yes. nominated. Wind River was great. Right? Right. Right? I mm-hmm. loved that movie. And so. the message it's making, and it's like. Yeah, and the composition. Like, I love when a film, like, just those wide, beautiful shots. And people are eating. And there's a darkness to it. Yes, and they're eating toast as loud as they want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they can. It's fine. They're eating toast and like, peace. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's just the right amount of movement at breakfast. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm never gonna look at toast or celery the same after this shit. God, I know. I'm just gonna be scared to just like put marmalade on a gluten free muffin. So oh, it, no. it was. It, it was it was ridiculous. I'll never get those two hours back. And the fact that it's you know nominated for you know awards is 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 solely because of the people behind it, not for the quality of the film. I'll tell you what. When I that's saw fucked up, it is fucked up. And that's the thing. This is the problem with the Oscars. Every goddamn year, they never address it. And it's always there's always bullshit like this sneaks in. It's just like it's always English period piece accents and gowns and it just has a bunch of people that have already rich white people that have already won and fuck accents and gowns that's all it is oh i like your gown your toast makes me want to butter we talked about it before where can i measure your toast (laughs) yes like you know this 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 deserves a nomination wardrobe because it's literally a movie about that category sure right exactly (laughs) just if you just if you just want to play nice with paul thomas anderson give him the goddamn wardrobe nomination right there you go you get him at the yeah we're I done. Can. Yeah, I get. I get where it's like, oh, I want big name people in the audience for the TV show because the ratings drop every year. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Get Daniel Day Lewis. Get get PT Anderson down there. But don't. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. You're, yeah, you're, that's that's feel, that feels cheap. And because like, then they're just they're pushing aside all these other great films. Like, you know, give a young director a shot, or like, you know, I don't know, put some color up in there. Shit. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's uh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, for a weekend when I saw those two movies, I'm like, oh well, this this took the slot away from Hostels. Yep. easily. Well, well, let's talk about this. So, so now we were talking about Get Out earlier, but but Jessima, your favorite genre is horror movies. I do love horror. I'm a sucker for it. What what? I'm a sucker. What do you like about it, and what are some of your favorite ones? Uh, I love creature features. I love the mm. makeup. I love you know, um, just the prosthetics are fun. Uh, my probably my favorite is the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. The second, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The ninth, the the first one's good too. But I, I love like. Are you talking you know, about tangible. the original, the uh, the what the fifties version? The fifties version it was good, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm all about that like nineteen eighties style, you know, head Kurt walking Russell. off the table kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I mean that stuff just gets me. It gets my mm-hmm. goat. The, one of my favorite movies that I saw recently, B creature feature, is called Wolf Cop. Have either of you seen no, Wolf I have Cop? Not seen, not, I know what you're talking about, Wolf but Cop. I haven't seen Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop is just, it epitomizes 
how you can master doing a, a lower budget movie, but making it feel full. You know, with the great mm. acting. Did the credits it have? Knows, did the credits have yeah. trauma somewhere in them? It, did they have trauma? What? Trauma, like uh, the ones that did uh, Toxic Avenger, like it was at that kind of movie. I'm not sure. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. it, if it were honestly because of the style and like it's exactly what it is. It's a cop that turns into a wolf, yeah. and <laughs> it's super ridiculous, but it's so fun. Like horror movies should be. They should either master the 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 terror, the sense of terror, mm-hmm. or they should be super fun. Like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's that movie a great was movie. really fucking yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you can blend that horror comedy genre, if that, get, if that recipe's right, it's the best. Mm-hmm. What was your first sort of uh, horror experience as a kid that made you go, oh, man, I love this? Um, probably walking into my stepdad going down on my mom, but I didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I need to watch something that scares was that me called... just as much, but I know it's fake. Was that called It Follows? <laughs> Is that... <laughs> Now was he measuring her, or how did that? How did that work? No, it was Rose Harry's baby. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, that the answer to that question is, oh, that's why you're a comic. Yeah. That's, that's, it's always something like that. Like, oh, I got it. Okay, that makes sense. And he got mad at me. I'm like, you're here, Steve, and my dad's not. Like, fucking calm down, yeah, buddy. Easy, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. No, but my dad. Used now, where's to watch my birthday money? All the time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> So your, yeah, is that he, your dad turned on, turned you on? Yeah, he loved him. He would laugh at them like child's play. He loved that mm. whole the idea of a doll being this thing that just sets terror and kills people. Mm-hmm. Just this little teeny doll. And then my mom had Cabbage Patch dolls in my a bedroom. I'm like, what are you trying to do, bitch? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit is too real. Lock your door and burn these dolls. Like, how am I gonna? You're gonna pay for therapy one day. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Syracuse. Oh, okay. Yeah, upstate New York. Can you hear it? I have a little Syracuse accent. Yeah, sometimes. I, was, I was like, where is that from? I was trying to figure it's it out. It's like Midwest. It sounds like, you know, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm from, you know, North Dakota or Wisconsin. Yeah, or Minnesota, maybe. Or the <laughs> yeah, upper Minnesota, yeah. Of Cheese hats. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe oh, yeah. Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, right by the border. Uh, Michigan, yeah. Upper Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I grew up on horror movies, man. That was my that was my jam. I I watch them all the time, like way too many of them. I'm sorry. I my, love them. My laptop. I love all the Netflix series. Oh, which what's you watch Stranger Things? Oh yeah, Pl- mm-hmm. plowed right through that. There's a really good one. I think it's a German one called Dark, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of about like time travel and and how you can uh, um, sort of re. Uh, readjust what happens in life and there's all these like weird things that happen it's it's kind of hard reading horror and thriller but you know because there's a little bit of a delay right Mm -hmm. but it's good it's a dope it's a dope series all right cool all right yeah well Well, we've uh we've got some sponsors oh well now oh shit uh the uh we have a short film sponsor this uh this week and this is uh, a short film called big thing Starring none other than uh, Graham Elwood and Paul Goebel. If uh, you want to see me in a tracksuit and a mullet, this is the film for you, everybody. And I watched the entire thing. (laughs) We shot this years ago in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, it was some of the most fun. Are you being serious? I'm being dead serious. I'm being dead serious. This is it. Yeah, sometimes going for your dreams hurts a little is the logline. Oh, that's a great Mm -hmm. logline. And uh, the the concept is two redneck friends join forces to pursue their dream of making it big in pro wrestling. 
Golden Graham, the mullet-headed manager, tries to push Paul, a.k.a. Big Thing, into the wrestling spotlight. Look at uh, him dying right now. You're so, dying. I, I'm thinking of the whole two weeks I was in Orlando. It was so, I had so much fun. So, I'm and, sure you did. And it's uh, two filmmaking brothers. It's Mark Morrison and, and Red Morrison. And Red Morrison. Yeah, so And have they done other what other things have they worked on? They Will did we know a, them from anything? I actually met these guys um in when well, we were in Chicago. I but before they did I the trailer there. for Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yes. Nice. These guys are hilarious and they did this thing, they did this Star Trek documentary about about Star Trek fans, like actual ones. Well, I me, me and Paul Goebel are, are big Star Trek fans. Like Paul is even more so than I. And they had met us through, we were doing comedy shows in Chicago, this is a million years ago, and they said, we shot these interviews with all of these actual like Trekkies, like hardcore Trekkies, people at conventions, and, and he said, we just, you know, they're nerdy, they're interesting, but they're kind of nerdy, can you guys sort of come in and spice it up? And we, we're, we are huge Trekkies, so we're like, you got it. So we're in this movie called Damn It, Jim, I'm a Documentary, and where you can see us in our 20s, it's hilarious. And so then they were from Florida originally and they had moved back there or something. And and then Paul and I had moved to Los Angeles and then they're like, so you got to do this movie about... And they got actual like wrestlers and it was so much fun. And, and it, it's like, yeah, I, I, we did this movie, I don't know, 15 years ago or something like mm -hmm. that. So now they finally, it's for sale, so they have a yes. website. Holy it's on, shit. Uh, yeah. It's on Isn't that Amazon crazy? You don't Vimeo. even know how treacherous that process is. So now the, the website is, um, let me, I'm going to have to spell it for you. It's markmorrison.wixsite.com, no, but it's, no. a, it's a Q. No. Oh, it's not. That's not, no. the, that's not the website. Nobody website. go there. Everybody stop <laughs> typing right now. <laughs> I that's, that's not the website. You got to ways it? Are you putting in no, two ways right now? Uh, oh no, maybe you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what you texted me. Is that what I texted yes. you? Yes. All right, I'm a jackass. <laughs> I'm a complete jackass. Well, no, no, it's 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 no, it's FloridaBushLeagueWrestling.com. FloridaBushLeagueWrestling.com. Yeah. Florida that's... Bush League sounds like a softball team. Yeah, that's that's. And what does it come up? The URL. The URL comes up. Uh, his like, but that's not. It's his Mark Morrison Morrison site, but that's not the one you want though. <laughs> You want this one? Ready to text me. Florida Bush League Wrestling dot com because that's the name guys. of the movie. That'll be less confusing. Okay, and you can get to it to Amazon and uh, Vimeo from there to purchase it. Yeah. So if you go to awesome. Florida Bush League Wrestling dot com, you'll see the uh, links to, or you could go to Amazon if you wanted to. But you can buy it, you can rent it, and um, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was cool. They I grew my hair that's out. That's a of, long short film. It's like fifty minutes long. It's a blast. You and get you, you get your money's worth. It's so and we so much of it was kind of scripted, but they sort of just did this thing of like, this scene we need this to happen, and so Paul and I because we we met in a sketch comedy group in college, so we just oh wow, so we just would riff these things, and half of the time it was like not laughing it was trying not to laugh like we would say these things and we tried to do it really seriously and <laughs> earnestly because i i viewed it like it's like bowfinger you know and the, like the characters in bowfinger they're hilarious but the the characters really are like this is big deal to me this is important and i'm gonna make it in this crazy weird thing so that's what we're like we're trying to be wrestlers and i'm and like it's sort of like you've met people like this yeah you're like and you want to sit them down and go, you know, this is a 
this isn't gonna work, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I know yeah, backyard is, wrestling's it's a thing. It's you guys need to do something else. Like, he's you gotta get a job, Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Chipotle or yeah. driving, delivery yeah, you food. Could, or... You can you can put E. coli yeah. in the bur- burritos. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a blast. So go to Florida Bush League uh, Wrestling so and also That's we have so some. Exciting. Uh, thank you. I hope you get to watch it and tell me what you think. Hell yeah, so, I will. And uh, we have some Patreon sponsors this oh, uh, yeah. this month. This is uh, frightfullyuninformed.com, a podcast that watches mostly classic horror movies to figure out horror movie fandom. Uh, they emailed us and said that uh, we've actually driven a lot of traffic to their podcast. Oh, excellent! So. So there you uh, go, awesome. guys, and that's yep. what you get at the $50 level. You'll get th- – it's a great uh, inexpensive way to promote your business. We'll drive traffic to your site. Yep. And also we have a book from Johnny Ruline called Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's available on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It is an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time dreams and the hidden places of a supernatural America. That's facebook.com slash happy horror show productions. And uh, we actually have a new $50 level sponsor Ooh. right now. Now, this one, this one is exciting because it's also a, um, uh, a nonprofit for at-risk kids. Oh. So it's also a really good, um, it's a really good cause. It's called the Audacity Performing Arts Project. And it brings uh, school performing arts programs to p- uh, public schools, and its its primary goal is to serve schools who cannot afford those services. Audacity relies on community donations to keep the programs live. Now, CFN fans who support Audacity with a twenty five dollar, normally thirty dollar um, donation, will receive an Audacity T shirt. Oh, unique URL for the CFN yes, fans. You, do. you guys get one for uh, that's going all out when you're doing a Patreon ad and you create a unique URL. <laughs> I love these people, and you're supporting uh, at risk youth. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this could have this could have helped Jessime years ago. Yeah. Yes, it, it could have. <laughs> my mother had, you know, cabbage patch dolls sleeping with me. If, yeah. If somebody would have paid that twenty five dollars and gotten a t shirt, things would be different. Things would be different. I yeah. wouldn't be on this podcast. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. So go to so so go to cfn.audacityperformingarts.org to learn more. That's cfn.audacityperformingarts.org to learn more. Awesome, guys. Look at that. What a great way to support the show and get yes. your businesses out there. Now, uh, So support kids, read a book, uh, learn about horror podcasts, and watch me in a mullet. You guys got some yeah. homework this week? That's right. Yeah, you got a lot of fun stuff to do. That's uh, and that's wide and vari- wide and varied homework wide, for wide sure. Gray, varied. Uh, so let's uh, talk about some trailers that we saw. Oh my God! With the hurricane heist, I could not stop laughing through this entire trailer. Uh, there's a, you. Somebody went. We got to match a hurricane with a heist movie. And and <laughs> take a guess which Scorpion song is in the trailer. <laughs> Like literally, it says "Rock me like a hurricane." Yeah. Oh God! I I just on. I pictured that meeting of the producers going, "We got to get that scorpion song. Get the scorpions on the phone." I'm like, <laughs> honestly, I think it was the reverse. I think somebody went, "Hey, you know, I got the rights to the scorpion song. Let's make <laughs> a movie." <laughs> That's what, what are we gonna name it? I don't know. Uh, hurricane heist. Hurricane heist. Yeah, we'll fucking figure out the rest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tight. Tidal wave arrest? What do we want to call it? What do we? <laughs> Tidal wave arrest. <laughs> Just like <laughs> tsunami crime. What do we call this? What do we call it? So, 
Oh my God! Hurricane Heist, the most creative and although the most descriptive title of uh, of the film. It's. I uh, feel possible. like it's right. It's a half notch below Sharknado. Yeah, you know what really I mean. It is. <laughs> it, it sounds like a stripper's move. It really. Uh... <laughs> it sounds like coming to the stage, Dynasty. She's gonna close it out with the Hurricane Heist, <laughs> where she like, <laughs> yeah. She picks up everybody's money for just one leg yes. and kicks all the money out of their hands and <laughs> creates a little right tornado. Hole. Yeah, <laughs> into the eye of the hurricane. That's her badge hole. And they play rock me like a hurricane. Yeah. Uh, so, so the dancers work for tips and tips alone. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh man! Oh my too god! Good. Sorry, so, I've never been to one. So it really felt like it's like well, this is a parody trailer. This is a, this, this can't be a real trailer. And like no, oh, it no, is. This it's, is it's real. And uh, you got to take it very seriously. <laughs> I think it's Byron <laughs> Allen's oh, company. Yeah. So, and uh, and it's also Rob Cohen who's directed these types of um, crazy action, vapid <laughs> movies uh, that are completely empty. So uh, they're in good hands. I don't know that this is empty. I think this is going to be a heartfelt. <laughs> no, it well, feels very lot, full. A lot, 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 <laughs> lot of poignant uh, hurricane moments yeah, that gonna are going to happen in there's here. Gonna be Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> character arcs, people falling in love over yeah. loud toasting. I mean, I think it's going to be great stuff. Mm-hmm. Helen Hunt's driving a Ford F-150. <laughs> I, I brought you tea. But now there's an interruption. Okay, bring it out. Bring it out. I, but I brought you tea. Yes, bring out the tea. I'm bringing out the tea. Uh, okay, yes, but the, the you're bringing out the tea, but the interruption is still here. Like, it's literally dialogue like that where I'm laughing in my seat. It's all exposition. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Hurricane Heist. The more you talk about Phantom Thread, the more I want to see Hurricane Heist. Yes. Phantom Thread sounds like the sequel to Hurricane Heist. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> that would, it would be like a great Phantom Thread, you know? Like, yeah. that would be, I would like mm-hmm. that. So, all right. uh, next movie is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. And I'm watching mm. this trailer just thinking, this is a movie for everyone who isn't us. <laughs> <laughs> like us as in you two, or am I involved in the <laughs> I think it might be you as well. <laughs> Are you a big Mamma Mia fan? I don't even know what is... No, so this bad. isn't for you. So we, yeah, we were correct. Yeah, we yeah. were correct. This yeah. is not for you at all. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, I'm like, I know, love my mom, but despite everything, she's a great person. Now now there, there's a sequel. At this point, we have to be out of ABBA songs by now. No. <laughs> oh, no. My dad used to pick me up in high school, and he would blast ABBA. <gasps> really? Blast it. And he thought, for some reason, he thought that I loved him. And so he won a CD, an ABBA CD, and he gave it to me like he just gave me the answer to life itself. Wow. And I still have it. I still wow. have an ABBA CD, and we're going to give it away at the end of the podcast. Just does kidding. It, <laughs> does it have Dancing Queen on it? it you bet your ass it does. <laughs> Every ABBA CD has, has Dancing Queen on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just 17 Dancing Queens. Opens and closes with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right. All right. So on DVD and Blu-ray, Boo 2 and Medea Halloween, these movies keep making money. Uh, Tyler Perry is going to continue to make them. He, yep. I, I we say this every time, but it's always worth repeating. That guy just said, "I'm going to make movies for a section of the society that is not represented. I don't give a shit what Hollywood says." And oh look, they're going to be successful. No, yes. no one can stop me. Every one of his movies makes money. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So good. For and him. you know what? Good for him because it's like there needs to be more movies like that because then that creates more movies that will get into the Oscar noms mm-hmm. that are worth it instead of, you know, movies, what was it, The Heist, that didn't get there, or the, Phantom um, Thread. what was the other, 
Yeah. Hostels. Oh, Hostels. Exactly. Hostels. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. Which you was technically that. an independent movie, even though it was $40 million. It was uh, privately financed. That's wild. That's wild, the, the thing that makes it independent, and there's that huge finance behind it. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane, but, but I, I always I always love seeing this happen, that like Tyler Perry just created his own studio. He's like, I don't want to live in Hollywood. I want to live in Atlanta, so I'm going to build it here. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's- I'd like to see more independent studios like that. Yeah, yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's more fun. I mean, even though those movies are kind of like the candy of cinema, it's still fun and- you know, he's he's getting people work and he's 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 yeah. putting a ripple into the movie industry. Yeah, yeah which, which is, is great. great. Um, so, and the next movie is Last Flag Flying. This was the Richard Linklater movie that had, uh, I think it was Lawrence Fishburne, Steve Carell, and oh, uh, yeah. Brian Cranston, and and it looked fantastic. Yeah, I missed this. It, I missed this. It came and went. It didn't last very long. I thought it was. I thought they were going to put more of a push behind it to try to get Oscar nominations. Yeah, yeah. No, it just. Uh, yeah, so I haven't seen it yet. I'm still anxious to see it. I want to see it. Uh, the next one you saw was Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Again, really good. Also, mo- no nominations. No nominations, <laughs> and it was a really. It's. I think it was just too small, too low budget. They didn't have any money to make the, the Oscar push, but it's worth right. watching. It's about the mm-hmm. guy that actually created the Wonder Woman comics and how the early ones were he lived he was married to one woman and then another woman joined the relationship and so it was really like taboo back then and was she wonder woman he's he the wonder woman character was kind of based on her and his wife because wow that's badass it was really it's an amazing film and you watch it and you go god i didn't know wonder woman was talking about all this like sexuality and strong women and I mean obviously he's talking about strong women but the way he did it in the in the early ones in the 30s it was like it's really worth it's really worth watching I really What's it called again? Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Wow. That's yeah. a mouthful. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of business. That might have hurt. It's a lot. Too. It's very <laughs> verbose. <laughs> so, and we want to mention this the uh, the YouTube channel. We are almost at 1000 subscribers. Yes, come we're, on. We're literally I think Something like 74 away. It's like some crazy small number. So you guys can definitely get us there. Keep subscribing. Keep watching the videos. Keep liking. And uh, we're we're like literally, I think, 75 more. Yeah. And we're there. And it's helping grow the channel. So when we yes. grow the YouTube channel, then there's more stuff we can put on it, more content and stuff for you guys, yep. more movies, funny. We want to start doing other stuff on the videos. So. Yes. Uh, and then I want you to reenact a scene from your movie. grow your hair out get a wig all right i'm in get a jumpsuit yeah and your fans should watch it and then they can request the scene they want and i want to see that shit (laughs) yes and then we can rate it we can rate yes (laughs) and if you guys go to the patreon and give uh five thousand dollars i'll come to your house in a mullet you know what i mean yes bring paul goble with you yeah we'll we'll wrestle in your backyard it'll be fantastic that's great <laughs> that is worth it. Totally worth it. That's totally worth um, it. That's worth fifty bucks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, premiering this week, only one movie: uh, Winchester. So this is the uh, the horror movie based on the Winchester mystery. <gasps> house. Yes, I so, can't wait to see are, it have, with have, um, Helen Mirren. Yes. Uh, yeah. Have you been to the Winchester Mystery House? No. See, I, that's where I draw the line. You won't actually go in. Like I'm not going in the Amityville house. I'm not going mm-hmm. into the, you know, the hotel they have here in LA. I'm not going into any of that shit. I just want to watch it from, a, from my safety of my bed. <laughs> and I can just imagine it as fake. But yeah, that's that's crazy that that's based on a true story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can tour the house. It's it's insane. It's uh 
the most uh the weirdest thing about it is that you know you think it's going to be like this desolate road you have to drive up to actually get to it i'm like no the winchester mystery house is like in a strip mall like they literally built Shut up. they yeah, actually yeah. literally built around it so uh but even so once you get in it's so creepy inside you're like i feel like i'm a hundred miles away from any other person <laughs> <laughs> i love hale and Marin too playing and then you get it back out no there's a subway next to it <laughs> <laughs> Which is just as creepy. You're like, yes, I'm gonna and, get yeah. hepatitis C. Oh my god, I'm eating a yoga mat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sudden urge to do downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that's our episode. That is like, our how episode. How about it? Look at that. Look that's at that. Fun. Our, we our we first... made it happen. We Woo! did. We did. <laughs> first, <laughs> first ever <laughs> Skype episode. Um, so Jessamay, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, where can people find you online? Tour dates. They can find me at jessiemay.com on Twitter. I'm Queefy May. Um, <laughs> and uh, they can listen to me every week on my Sharp Tongue podcast. Oh, right on. What yeah. is that part to ask about? Uh, it's just about comedy. Sometimes I play heckler clips. Um, sometimes I play clips for my dad because he's done stand-up with me a few times. I'll play my stand-up, and I'll just talk about the road and things I experience. Sometimes I'll interview people. But it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Well, yeah. if you ever need Sometimes to... we'll talk about bleach in my butthole. Nice. <laughs> so, it's a diary. It's a no. personal diary. Again, wide and varied. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, 100%. Um, <laughs> well, if you ever need a guest, I think we live in the same part of town. I don't live up well, here. Well, yeah, definitely. We totally. We, you know what we should do? You know what I like to do? Is movie companion uh, episodes with like a horror movie. We should watch... Yeah. A horror movie. I'll do that. Maybe we could watch Wolf Cop, and, and you can I can watch Wolf you Cop, experience yeah. it for the first time. <laughs> I would totally do that. I yeah, would totally that would be do great. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show, guys. Uh, this Friday, February 2nd, I will be at O'Toole's in beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. Ooh, nice. Oh, shit. Good so, for you. Aloha. Uh, come yeah. on out. I have the week off from the FNX show, and then, of course, starting February 11th. Because of the, the uh, Super Bowl. Because of the Super Bowl. We're back. We have nine more episodes to shoot of the FNX Comedy Experience out in San Bernardino, February 11th. Uh, Nikki Glazer is coming out. And I actually, I will say, I just went to see one. It was great. It was big fun. I uh, got to see Craig Shoemaker, who I haven't seen in years. So we got, I even got to reconnect with him. Uh, you know, Neil and I went out, and uh, it's worth the drive. It's, it's big, really fun. It's a big, fancy theater, everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come on out. So That sounds fun. Thank you. It's a, it's Great a, comics too. Really yeah. good, really good comics. Yeah, we got you know we're supporting Native American comics and World Indigenous People comics and and also just big name comics. Coming well, it was out. a good mix. It was like a good mix of like new up and comers and like seasoned pros. So yeah. it, was a, it was a good show. Native American ones. Are you tying anybody to a tree? <laughs> <laughs> no. Ben, well, Ben Foster is on stage for the entire yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, and then he gets ben rained Foster on. Ben Foster comes out, does three minutes of comedy, and then you tie him to the stand-up <laughs> he mic. Say, <laughs> he say He's just tied up to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah guys go to grandmelwood.com for all the links to all those tour dates and uh, and like and subscribe to everything thank you so much to Aaron Brungard on the ones and twos here at the ATC World Headquarters uh, thank you again Jessime. Uh you're the best uh, my thank name is thank you you're, you're, thanks for making this all yeah it worked it worked, worked. I'm glad mm-hmm. we did it was it. fun we yeah did. and now you guys know you can do this you gotta get like all these people from different countries to yes. Skype in yes Mm-hmm. You yes. know, Will Anderson, are you listening? Yes. <laughs> We're, yeah, you're Will in Aust- Anderson. Yeah, he's in Australia. Yeah, yeah. We're getting he's Will Australian, Anderson. Yep. Um, all right, everybody. My name is Graham Melwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han, Han shot, shot first. first. <laughs>